Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Islanders knock off the Jets 2-1, Flames and Coyotes just getting underway. And Blackhawks and Stars just getting underway. The Oilers uh, have people watching that game in Dallas, maybe keeping an eye on Patrick Kane, as uh, there are a lot of rumors that Edmonton is one of the teams interested in him. Oilers and Penguins tomorrow here on 6.30, Chet, 3.30 for the face-off show. Game at 5. Just had Phil Bork on the show from the Penguins Radio Network. Uh, he doesn't seem too pleased with the way the Penguins are playing lately, so uh, maybe a team the Oilers can jump on tomorrow. This Friday night, this show will be, uh, be at Claire Drake Arena. It's game one of the Canada West semifinal series men's hockey between Alberta and UBC. Uh, I should also mention the Pandas play in the afternoon. The, their semifinal series against Mount Royal is going to be at 2 in the afternoon, game one, and then the Golden Bears and UBC at 7. So we'll be there uh, live during at least part of the UBC game, and we're going to be seeing this man play in action from the Golden Bears. It is Jake and Smallwood checking in. Jake, and you're on with Reed. How are you doing? Good. How are you, Reed? I'm doing very well. Nice to have you on the show. You were named Canada West Rookie of the Year today. Tell us about finding out you'd won the award. Yeah, obviously it's a it's a it's an honor to be winning that award, and uh, it's obviously a great experience just to be able to play on this uh, this hockey team, the Alberta Golden Bear team. Just so much history with that team, so um, a lot of a lot of credit goes to the team for sure. You played in the Western Hockey League with the, the Winnipeg Ice, previously the Kootenay Ice, and I want to talk to you about that. But tell us about making that transition to, to Canada West hockey. I mean, I'm sure you expect that you have high expectations for yourself, but were you even more productive than you thought you might be as a rookie? Yeah, I, I honestly didn't know what to expect. Um, obviously, it was a different experience uh, transitioning. Um, I'm playing against guys who are a little bigger and older, so um, that was a good challenge for me, just playing against uh, some heavier guys. But uh, um I stepped up to the challenge, and and honestly, it was a great experience in my first year so far. So, um, no, it's been it's been it's been great. You wound up with 16 goals, 35 points in 26 games. Did you have the same line mates throughout the season, or or, or who helped you out with the points? Uh, for the most part, our line was pretty consistent. Um, I played with uh, Matt Fontaine and Josh Prokop for a big part of the season, and I'm with them right now. So. Um, a lot of credit goes to them. They're uh, such good players and, and skilled and, and quick. So, um, no, it's been great playing with them too. Tell me about the decision to uh, to become a Golden Bear. I, I don't know if you had other options coming out of uh, Winnipeg. I mean, it's, uh, I'm sure other U Sports schools were talking to you. I don't know if uh, Pro or Europe or things like that were, were uh, options, but what, uh, what nailed it down for you to become a Golden Bear? Yeah, so... Uh, Obviously, our Winnipeg team went a little far in playoffs, so I was kind of waiting to see if uh, some op options would arise. But uh, um, obviously, uh, the Golden Bears was obviously up at the top of my list for the youth sports. Um, being a local kid and then living in the Edmonton area um, and just knowing the history of the Golden Bears program and, and the success that they have. So um, it was an easy pick for me to, to join this organization. Okay, tell people uh, where you grew up and uh, who you played minor hockey with and that, all that fun stuff. Yeah, so I grew up in a, a small town just south of Leduc. I grew up in Millet, and uh, I kind of started my minor hockey um, career there, and then I uh, transitioned and, and, 
and joined the Leduc program and, and played in Leduc for about five years. And then uh, I got drafted to the Western League from Leduc. Okay, so as I mentioned, you played... I think you had a brief appearance with Kootenai uh, when uh, you might have been 16 still, and then you became a full-time member of the ice. And then they moved to Winnipeg. I mean, it's a big deal when a franchise moves. And, and I mean, for you, it's from one province, three provinces. Oh, what was it like for that transition for the franchise? And I mean, I assume you got a new billets, new schooling to do and all that type of stuff. How did you handle that? Yeah, no, it was... Uh it was a little different for sure. I played in uh, I played in Kootenai for one year, so I got to experience it there in the mountains. and And uh, Cranbrook was a great city, and I did love it. And obviously, it was a different experience moving to to Winnipeg, a big bigger city. And uh, um, uh, yeah, just a different experience overall. Just um, and having to transition billets. Um, my billets in Cranbrook were were great people, and and likewise in Winnipeg. So. Um, I think the big uh, the big part of it was just the size of the city going from from Cranbrook, where it's only about thirty thousand people, to Winnipeg, where where it's uh, like around eight hundred thousand. So, no, it was a great transition, and uh, I love both locations. Jake and Smallwood from the U of A Golden Bears hockey team joining us tonight on Inside Sports. He's the Canada West Rookie of the Year, and you mentioned that Winnipeg team last year. You guys had had an awesome team. A lot of talent, um, and you run into the Oil Kings in that uh, in that conference final. But I mean, look, I know you didn't get quite as far as as you wanted. But tell me a little bit about that experience on that powerhouse team for the Ice last year. Yeah, we we just had a great team overall, and and obviously we didn't get the the result we wanted in the end when we we ran into a powerhouse of uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings, who was just a, and also a very good team. So. Um, but no, it was a great experience last year, and, and getting to play with such skilled players like uh, like Matthew Savoy and Connor Geeky and, and Carson Lambos, uh, all uh, high-end NHL draft picks, and and just being able to learn from them and their work ethic and, and their skill, um, it was just a great experience being with that team. And and obviously we didn't get the the finish that we wanted, but just I can take a lot from it and, and move it into my future hockey development. Because what Savoy and Geeky both went, I want to say in the top 11 or 12, and I think yeah. Lambos was a first rounder the previous year. Is that right? Yes, Lambos was uh, I think 27th to Minnesota in the previous year, and then uh, Savoy went ninth to Buffalo, and 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 Geeky went 11th to uh, Arizona. So um, all high draft picks. Uh, what was it like having James Patrick as a coach? I mean, uh, pretty. He he only played one thousand two hundred and eighty games in the NHL. <laughs> yeah, no, James. He's a he's obviously an excellent coach, and and uh, I learned so much from him in in my four years with uh, with the Ice, and and we just grew so close and a good bond together. And his expertise and and knowledge about the game and the sport is just is so great. And. And not only that, but he just pushed us to be better, better people off the ice as well. And and uh, no, I can I have nothing bad to say about James. I I, uh, I had a great experience uh, of of him being my coach. All right. Uh, now you're back. Are, are you living at home, like back in in Billet, while you're going to U of A, or have you, are you living closer to campus, or what did you decide to do? 
Yeah, I actually I actually uh, decided to uh, rent out an apartment closer to to campus, so I'm only about 10 minutes away from from the rink. Okay, good for you. And I I always ask U of A players this: um, How have you handled? Because now you're back to being a student again, right? And you, you, Stan and Ian don't let you mess around with uh, <laughs> with the schoolwork. So how have you handled balancing all that? And probably still trying to have you know a few friends along the way, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's been a challenge for sure, but uh, I think I've taken the challenge pretty well. Um, obviously, it's a little different than the Western Hockey League where it's, it's all hockey-focused, and, and that's about it, but... Um, taking on the academics, it's been fun. It's been fun, and I knew what I was getting into when I when I joined the Golden Bears program. And um, yeah, it's been a challenge, but uh, no, it's been fun, um, busy, and and I still find time to hang out with my friends when I get some free time as well. <laughs> are, are you guys still doing the 7:30 in the morning practices? Yes, yes, we are. Yeah. Okay, so you'll practice uh, today. So you'll practice tomorrow morning, and then Friday, will you guys like you? you you got classes. Did you do a morning skate, or is there ice available early, or were you just go out for the game? Um, mostly Fridays, we uh, we just go out for the game, and we don't have morning skate because a lot of guys have classes, and, and that would be a really busy day. But um, we have reading week this week, so we have the week off of classes, so uh, there's a good chance that we might skate in the morning. Okay, and you're playing UBC, which I should touch on. In 2020, right before the pandemic hit, and I know you were playing in the dub at this time, but they shocked the U of A in a, in a playoff series at Claire Drake Arena, led by some exceptional goaltending. Sven Butenshawn, the former NHL defenseman, played for the Oilers as their head coach. You would have played them, uh, I believe, four times in the regular season. Give me a little bit uh, of a report on UBC and what you expect in this series. Yeah, they got some, they got some high-end talent on their team, and I know they got a lot of skill, and... Uh, and I think uh, we're also a skilled team. So um, I think it's just going to come down to, to battle and compete and, and work ethic. And um, it's two skilled teams going at it. So, um, again, it's going to be a challenge. And I know they're, they're on a hot streak right now. I think they've won 14 or 15 in a row. But uh, um, that's a challenge that we're willing to take on. And then we're really excited to, to play uh, some experience, uh, um, some playoff hockey here. Right on. Well, Jake, and great to get to know you a bit. Thanks for telling your story. I love having members of, uh, well, all Golden Bears and Pandas teams on the show. So good luck this weekend. I'm doing inside sports uh, from Claire Drake on Friday. So I look forward to seeing you guys play in person. Thanks for having me, Reed. That is Jake and Smallwood checking in. U of A Golden Bears hockey team, rookie of the year in Canada West. Pretty solid season, 35 points in 26 games. Really well-spoken, as you heard, was part of a very good Winnipeg Ice team in the Western Hockey League before he came to play for the Golden Bears. Good stuff getting him on the show. Okay, 780-496-0063. If you want to check in before we go, uh, we were talking uh, trades, Oilers, what do they do or don't do? It's Inside Sports on Chet. Your home for all the news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Milan Lucic has his fifth of the season. Halfway through the first period, Flames lead the Coyotes 1-0 at Mullet Arena. Shots are 14-3 in favor of... Calgary. 
Oilers Penguins tomorrow. 3.30 face-off show game at 5 here on 6.30. Chad, you can get in touch. 780-496-0063. It's the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. Kellen, what do we have this evening? Well, we got the long and the short of it. So I'll start with the short of it, and then we'll get into the long of it. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so the short of it is is a unknown texter texted in saying, Reed, love the interviews tonight. So there you go. Well, I really appreciate that. I did too. Uh, Smallwood was great. Phil Bork had Luke Gazdick on the show. Uh, not to take you too much behind the scenes, but sometimes people will say to me, "What what is the best thing about your job, Reed?" And there's a lot of things I like, almost everything. Um, but I, if I had to say one thing, I'm probably just doing interviews and talking to people and, and hearing their stories. If I if I had to, if I was forced to pick one thing, I think that would be it. I like uh, and working with you, Kellen. Oh, thank you very much. But I, I like the coverage that you give on local athletes, especially for this show. It's, okay, it's enough. Now it sounds like we <laughs> planned this, which we didn't. But thank you for that text. All right, there we go. Uh, anyways, uh, now the long of it from KM on the text line. Reed, I would be very disappointed if the first round pick isn't going out for a big name player this year. The window is the next three years. We need to cup now, and he emphasized now by capitalizing now. No more time to preach patience in oil country. That is from Kia. Yeah, I I tend to be more with that line of thinking as well. Uh, I I know earlier we got a, a text saying that you know the Oilers don't have to do anything. The team's pretty good. Give them a couple more years to to keep growing. But yeah, I mean, uh, I I if, if the Oilers have to trade the first round pick for this year, maybe even another future one to get a good player. Well, not a good player, potentially a very good or great player. To me, to me, it's now worth it. I know that some people, including my colleague Rob Brown, have reservations about getting rentals. And Patrick Kane would, just using him as an example, because we were talking about him earlier, I know he would be a rental. But man, oh man, all of a sudden your your top six is pretty good. Because let's face it, the, the Oilers have five really good players. Kane has, I mean, he's missed the majority of the season so far, Evander Kane. But if you had McDavid, Drysettle, Nugent Hopkins, Hyman, and Kane healthy, and then, for example, Patrick Kane were your sixth forward, that's a pretty good top six because that sixth position has kind of been, okay, it's Pugliarvi. Now it's uh, Yamamoto. Now Costin gets a chance. You know, they've, they've rotated through a few guys that haven't reliably been able to produce. If Patrick Kane comes in and it's like, look, dude, you're going to be the sixth best player. That's all we need you to do. That'd be a pretty good situation for, for Edmonton. And and he his trade and fitting him under the cap and getting uh, Chicago to retain salary and all those types of things, it's way more realistic than doing something with uh, with Eric Carlson. Now, I, I'm not sitting here promising you that that's what the Oilers are going to do. I do think Ken Holland will do something. I, I, if you're listening to me, I assume you listen to Stoff as well. And you know what he keeps uh, saying about another guy out of Chicago, Sam Lafferty, who I do think would help with some speed and maybe some PK and maybe some uh, face-off prowess along the way. And I do think to take on and beat the top teams, the Oilers do need to be a little bit quicker. They can't play with pace. They certainly can play with a lot more pace than they could a few years ago. But if you got to face Colorado, just to name two teams they played recently, Colorado and the Rangers, and I know you wouldn't see the Rangers until the cup final, but I think they could use a little bit more of that pace. So I, I don't think it'll be a trade deadline in which the Oilers do nothing. I'm not going to guarantee an eye-popping move or a big name. 
but I but I certainly at the very least think there can be a subtle but meaningful improvement to the roster. That's how I look at that. Appreciate that from KM seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Kellen, I watched uh, I, I watched some movies on the long weekend. You seen that movie Bullet Train? I've seen the trailer, but well, I heard it, it's that really is good. a fun movie. Cool. Now there's naughty language, so I'll warn people who may not. I'm cool. Know, that it... sort of disposition. Uh, Bullet Train was very good. I also watched uh, Uncharted. They should have called it Underwhelming. <laughs> well, the video games were underwhelming too, but that's what The video opinion. games are good. No, they're terrible. Oh my god. Terrible. Okay, and I also watched The Northman. Okay. Uh, pretty intense movie. Same guy that the same director that did The Witch a few years ago. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I really, I really liked it though. Fairly intense and quite violent. So if you don't mm. like that stuff, I, I will warn you. But uh, it, by ranking, well, I like The Northman and Bullet Train both quite a bit. Nice. Uncharted left me thinking that they needed a map, perhaps. <laughs>